Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 36 of my Train Your Mind for Athletic Success podcast. This episode is the second of two that explores the power of routines on athletic performance. The topic for today's episode is developing training and competitive routines. Let's start with training routines. Once you've developed a gym routine that I discussed in the last episode of my podcast, you can then translate those habits of preparation into a training routine in your sport that you can use in practice. For you to get the most out of your practice efforts, you should develop a brief training routine that will ensure that you're totally prepared for every drill, exercise, and practice performance. Your training routine is really simply a sports-specific version of your gym routine in which you get yourself totally prepared physically and mentally. Your training routine should only take a short amount of time, maybe one to three minutes, but will completely prepare you to get the most out of your training efforts. It will also lay the foundation for using a routine before and during competitions. Remember, for your training routine to be effective, you must use it consistently. From Michael Owen, the former English soccer star, if you only give 90% in training, then you will only ever give 90% when it matters. Now let's turn to competitive routines. The next step in developing effective sport routines is to create a competitive routine that is an extended version of your gym and training routines. The goal is the same, to be totally prepared to perform your best. The difference is that a competitive routine is usually much more detailed and thorough, may have a few more components, and usually takes longer to complete. There is no one ideal routine for everyone. Competitive routines are very individual. For every great athlete, you'll see a very different routine, but all will have common elements. You have to decide what exactly to put in your routine and how to structure it. Developing an effective competitive routine is a progressive process that will take time before you have one that really works for you. Focus and intensity are two areas that you must consider most in developing your competitive routine. You should know whether you have an internal or external focus style and what level of intensity you perform best at. With those in mind, you want to plan your competitive routine so that when you begin a competition, you have prime focus and prime intensity. From Hank Aaron, the Major League Baseball Hall of Famer, the most important thing is how a guy prepares himself to do battle. Now let's focus first on focus needs. The goal in your competitive routine, if you have an internal focus style, and you should revert back to my focus podcast previously, is to put yourself in a place where there are a few external distractions and where you can focus on getting yourself ready to compete. To maintain that narrow focus, you want to go through your competitive routine away from other people and activities that could distract you. An external focus style means that you need to keep your focus wide during your preparations so you can keep your mind off of the upcoming competition and away from thinking too much. The goal in your competitive routine if you have an external focus style is to put yourself in a place where your focus is drawn outward and you're unable to become focused internally and think too much about the competition. Your competitive routine should be done where there is enough activity to draw your focus away from inside your head. To widen your focus, you want to go through your competitive routine around teammates, other competitors, and activities that it can, again, draw your focus outward. Now, intensity needs. You'll also want to build your competitive routine around your intensity needs. 
The intensity component of your competitive routine should include checking your intensity periodically as the competition approaches, and then using the psych up and psych down techniques that I've talked about previously in my podcast to adjust it as needed. You'll need to set aside time in your routine when you can do these techniques. As you approach the competition, you'll want to move closer to your prime intensity. And the short period just before the competition should be devoted to a final check and adjustment to reach that ideal physical intensity. If you perform your best at a lower level of intensity, you want your competitive routine to be done at an easy pace and have plenty of opportunities to take a break, to relax, and calm down. You'll also want to be around people who are relaxed and low-key as well. If you're around anxious people, they will definitely make you nervous too. But if you perform best at a higher level of intensity, you want your competitive routine to be done at a faster pace with more energy put into the different components of the routine. You'll want to make sure that you're constantly doing something. There should be little time during which you're just standing around and waiting, because that's when your intensity will drop. You'll also want to be around people who are energetic and outgoing. Now let's turn our attention to designing a competitive routine. The first step in designing a competitive routine is to make a list of everything you need to do before a competition to be prepared. Some of the common elements should include what you eat, reviewing your competitive tactics, a physical warm-up, a technical warm-up, checking your equipment, and of course, mental preparation. Other more personal things that might go into a competitive routine include going to the bathroom, changing into your competitive clothing, and using mental imagery. Then, decide in what order you want to do the components of your list as you approach the start of the competition. In doing this, consider competition activities that might need to be taken into account. For instance, a place where you can eat your pre-competitive meal, availability of a warm-up area, or team warm-up can influence when you accomplish different parts of your competitive routine. Next, specify where each step of your routine can be best completed. For example, if you have an internal focus style and you want to be alone before a competition, is there a quiet place you can get away from people? You should use your knowledge of the competitive venues at which you often perform to figure out these aspects of your routine. Finally, establish a time frame and a schedule for completing your routine. In other words, how much time do you need to be totally prepared? Some athletes like to get to the competition site only a short time before they compete. Others like to arrive hours before. All of these decisions are personal. You need to find out what works best for you. Now, once your competitive routine is organized, you want to try it out at competitions. Some things may work and others may not. In time, you'll be able to fine-tune your routine until you find the one that's most comfortable and best prepares you for competition. Lastly, remember, Competitive routines only have value if they're used consistently. If you use your routine before every competition, in a short time, you won't even need to think about it. It'll just happen automatically. It will be simply something you do before each competition, and it will ensure that you're totally prepared to perform your best and achieve your goals. From Russell Wilson, the Super Bowl winning quarterback, the separation is in the preparation. Now let's turn our attention to between performance routines. Many sports, including baseball, football, tennis, and golf, are comprised of a series of many short performances with breaks of various lengths in between. For these sports, 
Whether between at-bats in baseball, downs or possessions in football, or points in tennis, being well-prepared for the first performance is simply not enough. So routines can be invaluable in ensuring that you are prepared for every performance within a competition. One thing that I found that separates the great athletes from the good ones is their ability not only to be prepared at the start of a competition, but also to be consistently ready for every performance within a competition. By being totally prepared for every performance, you can be sure that you won't give your opponents free points because you weren't ready. The time between performances is essential to consistent competitive performance. What you think, feel, and do between performances often dictates how you perform. So you must control, that is take control of the time between performances to be sure you're totally prepared. I use a four-step between performance routine called the four R's. The first R is rest. Immediately after the conclusion of the previous performance, take several slow, deep breaths and let your muscles relax. This is especially important after a long or demanding performance in which you become fatigued and out of breath. It's also important near the end of a long competition in which you're getting tired and need to recover as much as possible to be ready for the next performance. Deep breathing and relaxing also help you center yourself and better prepare you for the next R. The second R is regroup. This phase of the routine addresses your emotions between performances, particularly when you're not performing well or the competition is at a critical juncture. You may feel a variety of emotions such as excitement, frustration, anger, or despair. Regrouping allows you to gain awareness of how your emotions are impacting you and if they're affecting you negatively to master them so they help rather than hurt you in the next performance. If you are emotional after poor performance, you may feel frustrated and angry. You should give yourself more time to regroup and let go of the unhealthy emotions. Because of the powerful influence emotions have on your performances, your ability to get your act together emotionally between performances may be the most important thing you can do to prepare for the next performance. Another important realization that can make regrouping easier is that specific performances within a competition are not directly related to each other. In other words, the chances of you being successful in the next performance are in no way associated with how you performed in the last performance, unless you let it. For example, a poor parallel bars routine by a gymnast has no direct bearing on how he performs on the pommel horse. Or a bad tee shot in golf doesn't mean a golfer will hit a poor second shot. One thing that connects performances are the emotions attached to the last performance. If you're frustrated or depressed about your last performance, you increase your chances of doing poorly in the next performance because those negative emotions usually interfere with good efforts. In contrast, if you have positive emotions or no emotions at all about the last performance, you increase your chances of succeeding in the next performance because positive emotions will make you more motivated and confident, which in turn, will enable you to perform better. Using the time to regroup will enable you to let go of and replace the negative emotions with positive ones or none at all, thereby increasing your chances of having a successful next performance. The third R is refocus. There can be a tendency during competitions, especially in pressure situations, to focus back on the last performance or forward onto the possible outcome of the competition, neither of which will help you perform well in the moment. 
This is a form of outcome focus in which you're focusing on the outcome of the last performance or the possible result of the end of the competition. When this happens, you need to return to a process focus for the next performance. During the refocus phase, you should first evaluate your present situation. For example, the score, how you've been performing, and tactics. Then focus on what you need to do for the next performance. Your focus may be technical, tactical, or mental. The important thing is to begin the next performance with a clear focus on what you need to do to perform at that moment. The final R is recharge. If your body is not prepared, you won't be able to perform your best in the next performance. So, just prior to beginning the performance, you should check and adjust your intensity. If you need to lower your intensity, you should slow your pace, take deep breaths, and relax your muscles. If you need to raise your intensity, you should increase your pace, take some short, intense breaths, and jump up and down. The goal in this phase of your competitive routine is to ensure that your body is totally prepared to perform your best in every performance within the competition. From Hope Solo, Olympic gold medalist and World Cup champion goalie, every athlete acquires routines as a way to help control nerves. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 36 of Train Your Mind for Athletic Success. And be on the lookout for episode 37 in the near future.